0: Hmm.
1: everyone. Good evening and welcome to Enter the Dark. I am your host, Ken Torres, or as you know, me as Father Ken, and my wonderful co-host with me, Dalton Harold. Um, so tonight, before we start the show, uh, we have a wonderful guest, by the way. Her name is Aurora North, and we're going to get more into that in a little bit. Uh, but what I want to do is, before we start the show, I want to have a moment of silence um, for the mass tragedy that happened today. Some of you may not be aware that in Uvalde, Texas, a sick individual went ahead and killed 18 children and a school teacher. That's also before he killed his grandmother. So I'd like to have a moment of silence and prayer, real quick, uh, for those victims, um, praying for their souls. And um, let's close our eyes for a minute. Uh, Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this wonderful day. we are extremely saddened by today's events that happened in Texas, and not only this, but what happens around the world. This, is, was, this was an unnecessary evil, and those children did not deserve to lose their life. Yes. Father God, many people are asking, why is this happening? You know, if there's a God, then why does do these things happen? And Father God, it's just free will, and the unfortunate part is that there are people out there that are sick, and they're evil, and they're twisted. And we ask for the family members of those victims, we ask them for solstice, we ask them for comfort, and we ask them, that, Father God, that you can give them some peace in this really heart-breaking time. We ask of these things in your name we pray, amen. All right, everyone, so, yeah, we had a mass tragedy today, um, and that's an unfortunate thing, and uh, it's really sad, but um, we are going to have a good show tonight, and so just keep the, the prayers and thoughts in your mind. Tonight, we have a lovely, wonderful guest, someone who I think is an amazing individual, a person who I have grown to like really much within the past few weeks. I mean, this person, she is just <laughs> full of personality. She's full of pizzazz. She's got that spunk, and she's a great individual. Uh, she's also cool as hell. Aurora, how Aww. are you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, ma'am. How are great. you? Great.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm great. I'm great, uh, Ken. I, uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, it's nice to be uh, talking to you and Dalton uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're excited <laughs> to be <laughs>
1: talking to you, Aurora. Yeah, I mean it's it's always a pleasure to you know get to have people on the show uh, and and talk to them. So, Aurora, before we continue with anything, right? Um, before we continue uh, with what we have lined up tonight, I think it's going to be a great show. It's going to be awesome. But who is Aurora? Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Hmm. Where do I start,
2: though? From <laughs> the,
1: the beginning, maybe? <laughs> From the womb. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Well, I could start with my name. Okay. Uh, I'm actually named after my great grandmother. And so was my mother. We were both named after uh, my great grandmother. Um, A lot of people think uh, I actually have a hippie name or made up spiritual uh, name, but no, it's my name, Aurora, and uh, (laughs) I I get all kinds of uh, comments on it, you know. Um, But yeah, that's my name. Comes from my uh, Italian heritage, uh, which uh, is very much part of me. Um, Most of my family actually is in Italy. I have very little family here. Um, I have family all over the world, actually, Uh, but not much in Montreal, Uh, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Hello. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) That's where that's where I'm at. Um, uh, Yeah, I have almost no family here. I have family in uh, Italy in a really tiny village, (laughs) very tiny, very boring. But very picturesque. It's uh, surrounded by mountains. Beautiful. Uh, And then I have uh, first cousins. A lot of first cousins. In Buenos Aires. In Argentina. And I've been trying to work on my Spanish. um, With uh, mi prima. Ana Maria. And uh, we've been uh, writing on Facebook. uh, For a while now and uh, she's awesome yeah <laughs> so we write in um English Italian and Spanish <laughs> just a mishmash of all three languages
1: It's um, awesome
2: <laughs> and then I have family in Luxembourg um so I talk French with them um cool. yeah my uh my cousin uh from Luxembourg uh came to Montreal on her honeymoon I don't know why anybody. <laughs> And <laughs> he would come to Montreal for their honeymoon. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they did. They stayed two weeks with us and two weeks with uh, my other uh, aunt and uncle there in Montreal. Uh, but they were a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, I have an uncle in Luxembourg who immigrated there. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of family all over the place. I have. Oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. I, I have a bit of family in New York area little family in Chicago area. Uh, I've lost touch because uh, it was more my parents that kept in touch
1: with them. Um, so, but, you
2: know, we're all over the place.
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like my family. I've got family in uh, Florida, Puerto Rico, Texas, the eastern sea border. I've got a cousin in Cuba and a cousin in Israel. So it's, it's awesome.
0: Wow, so. <laughs> that's great.
1: So, you know, so we've all, got a little mixture of everything, too, all over the place, international.
0: <laughs> uh, all my family is all in one state. so.
1: Uh, oh, wow. Lucky, lucky you. It's, lucky you, man. You, get, you just get to toss a rock across the yard and <laughs> there's your family. No, <laughs> not lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aurora. Um, uh,
0: but, seriously, though, it, it is great to have everyone all in one state, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, Alabama is not a big state. Um, it would take you uh, about three, or I'm sorry, six hours to go from north, uh, the north border, um, all the way to uh, basically the beach, um, southern Alabama. It would take you about six, six and a half hours to get there. And if you went east to west, it would take you maybe four hours. So it's not really a big state, but still, you know, to to go see family on the other side of the state is uh, a, a daunting task sometimes. Uh, <laughs> lots and lots of driving.
2: Well, still, Solomon State, that's fantastic.
1: That is. That's pretty unique, though, when you think about it. It's, like, pretty fantastic. It's like, oh, everybody's there. You know, you don't really have to worry about, uh, like, time zones like we do. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, well, who would I call? Well, my cousin's, like, 12 hours ahead, and my family is, like, three hours ahead. And it's funny because sometimes my dad will call me like at eight o'clock in the morning. And he still thinks that it's the same time all over the world. And I'm like, dad, it's five o'clock in the morning here in Cali. He goes, oh yeah, it's eight o'clock here in New York. I forgot. I go, yeah. He goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I was sleeping. (laughs) So Aurora, uh, what is your background? I mean, what is, before we get into the whole supernatural and metaphysical stuff, like what type of background do you have? And, and, uh, you know, that'll lead into the next question. Like what are your abilities and how long have you had them?
2: Okay, Uh, ability-wise, I'm a clairvoyant medium and an empath. Uh, I think I was born an empath because I always picked up what other people were feeling. I've always been able to read people. I could tell I could tell very easily when people are lying, when they're not being honest. Um, I could walk into a room. I know that there was, there's been an argument that just happened. Um, I, I could read a room's energy, like, just just like that. Um, and I had the paranormal, uh, mediumistic, I don't know what you call it, experience since I was really, really young. Um, I mean, they started maybe when I was three years old. That's... That's what my memory tells me. It could have started before that because I don't remember before that. Um, and I, I didn't know there was a, a name for uh, the stuff I was going through. Um, I, when I started growing up, um, I was raised as a Roman Catholic. And uh, I'm still a Christian. Um, I still appreciate a lot of things about being a Roman Catholic. Um, but i'm not a strict roman catholic i don't go to church every sunday but i have an appreciation for the religion um i think that's thanks to my dad actually um he was a very religious man he always went to church every sunday without without fail you know you know snowstorm yeah. thunderstorm whatever he was at church every sunday um But he was a very private man, a very, very deeply introverted. Um, And I get all that from my dad. I'm actually quite an introvert, (laughs) even though I seem (laughs) to talk a lot. I know it it sounds weird to say, but um, my appreciation for spiritual things comes from him. Um, One day when I was nine years old, I stopped going to church every Sunday and uh it wasn't because i was all of a sudden an anti-church uh, i was um i was just uh, too late getting ready <laughs> It was so, just a stupid thing you know and uh so th- my family went without me and uh i was at home um so they came back and my dad came up to me and he, he didn't give me a talking to or anything He just said very calmly, he said, listen, um, if ever you want to go to church, uh, with me, that I would be delighted. Um, just let me know. And that's all he said. So he didn't force me to go with him, but when I did, we both really enjoyed it. We enjoyed being together at church. Um, so it became our thing, you know, when I, when I did decide to go to church and, um, When they all left, that was the first time I started talking to God myself. Um, So I was like, because to me, before, it was just memorizing passages from the Bible. I didn't understand what what God was and having a relationship with him. Um, But because they all left, I was like, I just got this idea to start talking to him. And it was kind of like... uh, Hey, God, this is Aurora.
1: <laughs> Hi, it's
2: I'm your girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's me, your girl. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, um,
2: like we've never talked before and uh, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but <laughs> I thought, you know, I would like uh, just check in with you. <laughs> And, uh, I'm sorry to go to church today, but, uh, maybe this is better talking yeah. to you myself, you know? So that began, began a whole spiritual dialogue that just continued throughout my life, you know, and I, yeah. I developed a huge spiritual curiosity, um, which is why I coined this term, uh, soulful traveler to call myself, um. And I tried to find other soulful travelers, people um, who are curious on a spiritual level um, and, and looking for the meaning of life, you know, looking for answers or, or just want to have like spiritual dialogues with people and, and, and talk about stuff like that. Um, you know, so, because I grew up, when I grew up, it was all Roman Catholic, you know, elementary school, high school, 100% practically roman catholic uh 97% italian
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> and um uh, and i actually didn't like that because uh i was weird <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> i was a weird kid i had a lot of thoughts that were very different you know um yeah um and it was i found there was a lot of hypocrisy that i didn't like uh yeah. Unfortunately, And that, you know, you know, girls were either like uh, Madonnas or whores, you know, there was like no in between. And I didn't yeah. like the way Italian guys would treat uh, girls in my school, you yeah. know. Uh, but yet they went off and married virgins. So yeah, you know, they could, they could do whatever they want, but marry virgins. um so i was like you guys are hypocrites and i don't want to have anything to do with you um so when i went to college (laughs) this is is really funny first guy i dated in college was jewish and we met in a parapsychology course (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so so i think that's like foreshadowing somehow (laughs) But we're very curious about each other because I I didn't know much about the Jewish religion and he didn't know anything about uh, Christianity. But actually, our dads had a lot in common, like they both loved opera and, uh, you know, the whole like family values, valuing family.
1: Um, And he was a really nice guy and he was weird like me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> isn't that, isn't isn't that uh isn't that a trip? You know, you have two people that practice two, uh, you know, three of the most major religions. You know, Judaism and Catholicism, and yeah. they knew absolutely nothing about one another. That yeah. is that is, and it's funny because that's that's how it normally works, right? So, you know, that's pretty awesome that your dad was able to give you kind of like like free reign and the ability to let you explore and and go on your own. I mean, uh, most of us weren't, met weren't very lucky. So like for me, um, I I was raised by my grandmother who was a strict Christian Pentecostal. But before yeah. I moved with her, I lived with my grandmother who was a high priestess in Santeria. Yeah. And so for me, it was a different thing. So I always said it was a different aspect to, to you know religion. And yeah. so, but as, as I got older, you know, seven or eight years old, I was deeply involved in ministry. You know, I got baptized. I was a youth pastor, I was a youth minister. Uh, I was preaching at 13, 14 years old, but it was always, uh, you know, uh, because of a condition. It's because I had to do it because that's what I had to do. You know, I, I, yeah. I didn't have a full understanding like you on why I was doing it. You know, for me, it was just more about fear. And that's many of the narratives, one of the false, oh. narratives, that a lot of, uh, false narratives that a lot of these churches teach, right? So they, you know, they teach you, well, you got to go to church, you got to give your tithings, you got to pray, you got to do your yes. rosary, because if not, you're going to go to hell. Well, hey. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and, and and that's not the truth. That's not how any of that works. You know, and so I find that many people go to church because it's just traditional or because they're afraid of something. So that they yeah. think that if if they follow these rules or if they follow canon law or if they follow a certain, you know, biblical theology, that their souls are saved. But that's not true. The the honest truth is, is that there are many people out there that Wholeheartedly love and seek God in their own certain way, and they have their own personal relationship. and And that's one thing I tell people. For me, it's not about religion. Yeah, religion plays a factor in the sense that it gives you a, a basis on a certain theological canon and doctrine. But you know, if you operate slowly off religion and and you think religion, then you're going to miss out on some great opportunities. Because honestly. It's about having a personal and deeper connection with your creator and understanding why you're doing things and understand that if you do these things, it's for the better benefit of your soul. But there's, you know, there's also that fear factor. You know, a lot of people go to church because they are afraid of their or they're afraid of God, which in reality, you shouldn't be afraid of God in that sense. You should be afraid of God in the sense of a parent's love. You know, you do things, you do things certain wrong, you do things a certain way, you do things wrong, there are going to be repercussions. And it's not like, you know, the Old Testament, like brimstone, hellfire and brimstone. Those are different times, you know, but I'm talking about the new covenant, you know, the God that Jesus knew, which, you know, you know, is a passionate and loving, merciful and gracious God, but you just have to reach out and get to know him. But the unfortunate part is people don't because they strictly are religion or tradition and they know yeah. nothing better. So, <laughs> but with that being said, I'm going to go to turn this over to Dalton because I know he may have some questions as well. Sure. <laughs> hey, Dalton. Dalton. Hey. Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hear you loud and clear, okay. bro. Right,
0: I was I was having issues with my phone here, but uh. Anyway, um. Let's see. What is your specialty? Do you have any type of uh? Any special thing that you're capable of doing? Is there anything you specialize in? Um, Cleansing, spirit removals, anything like that? What is your specialty?
2: Um, Well, I've done many, a lot of work as a rescue medium over the years. Um, I've really, really helped so many souls cross over. Um, In fact, I ended up teaching a workshop many times, uh, teaching other mediums how to cross crossover souls um, into the light of heaven and doing it in their own style you know they don't have to do it exactly the way I do and I also uh, adapt to uh, each case is different you know um, there was one um, place uh, where I did a house cleansing there was a, a huge portal downstairs in the unfinished uh, basement and um the client was a medium herself who had no boundaries at all and she she didn't know how to place boundaries um she's evolved since then um but like they were all over her place she had so many ghosts everywhere um and a lot of a child ghosts there was a story behind that too she was running a daycare out of her house And uh, the child ghosts were hanging out with the kids in her daycare, which is not good. And the ghosts in her house were constantly touching her, which uh, was very frustrating. At at one point, uh, you know, we were sitting having a conversation and she just kept being startled. And I knew they were touching her, you know. So I just blew up and said, hey, you know, "Uh, we know you're here. We already know you're here. You don't have to touch my friend to get her attention. She knows you're here already. Like, cool it. You know, I really was very blunt and I, I am very blunt when it comes to spirit. You know, after if they're, if they're not acting right, I don't take anything from them. Um, and they stopped. They stopped for a while because, uh, you know, I just told them how it is. Um, so there was a group of us, and we all worked on closing this portal. We all had different ways of uh, dealing with it. One, one of us was beaming them up like Star Trek, you know, like as if there was a transporter.
1: <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I chose to do it like uh, the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> so I would have a train come into the platform And a whole train would fill up. That's how many spirits there were. It would fill up and leave and then come back because there was, again, more. And I had to do that a bunch of times because there was so many spirits. I've never seen a house so infested with spirits before. Uh, We really, really cleaned it up really well. and shut down the portal, um, which she really needed. she needed uh, peace of mind desperately. But the problem was is the ghosts were following her home, you know because she had no boundaries, she was bringing them home with her as well. Um, so she had a few weeks of uh, you know nice peace and calm, but they started to collect again because she was bringing them home and um uh, and I was too bad. But, you know, there's only so much you can help someone. I was mentoring her and mentoring her. And at one point, I just like, listen, you, ha- you have to learn your own way. There's Like, I've done what I could. And uh, it took her years, years and years. But she finally did learn and um, put her own boundaries. Um, but I don't know how anybody can live like that. <laughs> you know um and my and my teacher was like that she had no boundaries at her place and uh spirit was around all the time and uh it it could be annoying you know um and I, I think my teacher went a little crazy in the end to be honest um yeah she wrote a couple of books and she went to a dark place um And um, I I learned a lot from her, but I also learned a lot of what I did not want to do. Um, So when I taught classes, the first thing I did was make sure all my students felt safe. That was numero uno, make them feel safe. And uh, yeah, I would shut down everything, uh, make sure we were protected right off the start and and that helps so much with new mediums oh they feel like oh i can relax you know this is a safe space and i i really made it all about a safe space
0: yeah well uh a- after listening to everything that you just said uh, I-, I would like to actually bring two things up again and uh one of those you know you were you were talking about teaching people to uh perform cleansings but for them not to do it exactly the same way that you do it, to do that in their own way. Um, yeah. and, and people like to think that there's only one way to do things, and there's not. There are many different ways. There, there are right and wrong ways uh, of going about a home cleansing or spirit removal, what have you. Um, but there, there's not really a textbook uh, definition, or not definition, but uh, instruction manual to really go about Performing a cleansing, you know, you find what works best for you, and you do it. Um, uh, Kenneth, you may remember on one of the last episodes that we did, someone asked, um, you know, how—it was either how many ways can you perform an exorcism or do only Catholics perform exorcisms? I think it was do do only Catholics perform. exorcism yeah, i
1: know and the, and the honest truth is no is you know yeah. as, as you mentioned there are different ways to perform cleansings and every culture around the world has a different belief system and they have a a different exorcism right so why should we just be contained and limited to one cleansing ritual so no. yeah
0: yeah i mean you know the, the the catholics have their way of doing it the the uh uh muslims have their way of doing it jews have their way of doing it you know there are many different ways to perform an exorcism, uh, and not one of them is the only way. Um, no. you know, those ways are what works for those people that follow that religion, but I'm yeah. sure even in those religions, you know, the, the way the religious leaders do it probably isn't the only way that it can be done in that religion. Um, you know, again. If it works for you and you, you know, if, if, if you think outside the box and, and put together this ritual and it works, Hey, it worked, you know, do it again, you know, use it next time. Um, but, uh, there was another point that I'd like to bring up, but I completely forgot about what it was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's all right. Come um, by. Just, repeat every, just repeat everything you said about five minutes ago. Start from <laughs> <laughs> <back in. laughs> Um, i'll just move on and hope it comes back which it probably won't uh well i i I guess
1: uh i guess one of the questions uh were were you trying to ask uh like what are uh, what are her cleansing techniques was that one of your questions
0: that that was going to be my next question but actually i just remember what i was going to ask her
1: there you go okay
0: how how (laughs) exactly do you close a portal
2: hmm I've been been getting a lot of questions about that lately. You know, it's interesting. Um, And I don't even know if somebody taught me how to do it. Um, Maybe I I learned through some books, actually, because I don't think a teacher actually taught me. Um, So basically, I picture myself bringing light down from heaven and just, you know, big ray of white light coming down and settling down on the earth and then I picture a big doorway coming out of it um with uh with a door or two doors and it could be very ornate it depends that particular day what comes up because every client inspires me in a different way and um and the light is around um this you know, the arch of the doorway. It's like an arch. And um what I do is um when I have a spirit, this really helps, especially when a spirit is stubborn and you know doesn't want to listen to me. So I open why well, I usually I often work with um Archangel Azrael. Uh he's like my main man <laughs> when I'm <laughs> The crossing over spirits he's um the he's actually the angel of death uh, what people think the grim reaper is um, but he doesn't go yanking souls out of their bodies he's actually yeah. like the most compassionate angel um, he's so gentle and he has this yeah. very gentle compassionate healing energy and um, basically he takes souls by the hand and he um, it helps lead them off to uh, the, um, the light of heaven. Um, so. so he comes with me and he brings the soul near the doorway. And then I open the door and I on purpose call in the relatives of that spirit. I call in the relatives from heaven um, to give that spirit um, incentive to want to go through that door. And they do. I mean, even the most stubborn, uh, not nice people, when they see their father or grandparents or whoever their loved ones are, um, they transform. It's it's incredible to see,
1: you know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. That, sounds, that sounds beautiful, and 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 I love the fact that. You did put an emphasis on Archangel Azrael, you know, uh, because for these spirits, this is a very confusing time. A lot of them don't know what happened or they don't know that they've passed over or, you know, they have may suffered a tragic accident instantaneously in the blink of an eye. So you're going to need an angel that's compassionate, you know, just to show them the way because... I I can imagine that it's, you know, it's, it's afraid, you know, they're afraid, you know, these were human beings who lived a life, who, who breathed air and all of a sudden they're no longer here. So I can imagine it can be confusing. And I love the fact that you pointed that out and it's not just, Oh, I snatched him up. You know, that, that was well said. That was really beautiful how you put it. Um, and as you were saying that, I really was imagining that. And it gave me a little bit of goosebumps because I thought, wow, that's really beautiful. It's beautiful because there's a gentleness to that. There's a humility to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's you know something dignifying about that you know, process of crossing over. That was really beautiful.
2: Thank you very much. I, I always work in compassion and love. Even when I work with dark things that aren't human, I'm always working in compassion and love. Uh, that's the only way you get through to them, you know. Uh, people will, uh, or whatever, they, they won't respond if you're getting angry at them or yelling. Um, but if you show someone love that they've never experienced in their life before, it's like a miracle to see how they transform. It's, I'm in awe, personally. Um, and I'm only a channel, really. This this is like God's work. I, I'm just letting, the, you know, God's work go through me. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just there to process this and help. That's it.
1: Hello, yeah. you still there, Dalton? Yeah, I'm here.
0: I'm here. Are you cry-
1: Are you crying now? Are you Are you tearing up in the background? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a couple more questions
0: yeah yeah um let's see uh what did you teach uh and uh have you studied under anyone else Uh,
2: i've taken many online courses um it's kind of hard uh locally uh, locally i have not connected with other teachers there is an internationally famous school in town that everyone I know goes to the school. But every time I've thought of going there, I've been stopped. My guides keep saying, no, um, this is a negative place. Don't go there. And I have heard um, the, that's another place where they have no boundaries. They don't protect their students. And I don't want to have anything to do with that. I don't want to be with mixed energies. Um, So there are spiritualist churches in town. Um, I've considered going to them. But I don't know. Just never clicked. One of our
1: original directors, Sarah, goes to, uh, Sarah James actually goes to a spiritualist church. And uh, she is such a sweet individual as well. Yeah, uh, maybe. Oh, she is your regional director, huh? Yeah, chat yeah. Her. yeah. Chat with her. Maybe she can, uh, you know, point you in the right direction if you ever decide you want to take that step. But I do know she goes to a spiritualist church as well. <clears throat>
2: yeah, Sarah's like my uh, new BFF. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I consider her. Um, I really consider her my mentor in um, the Warren Legacy Foundation um because we talk all the time we talk every day and um you know like I go to her when I have questions and we work together a lot um and I really so admire her she is so gifted yeah. mean, she's a she's a full trans medium
1: and that is a rare percentage um and what and what is that exactly can you please describe that to, to the audience because yeah. honestly I don't even know what that is it, nope. it seems It seems like it's everything. Does that sound like it's everything? Is that what that is, or...?
2: No, I'll explain what it is. This is a very rare gift, and it is very dangerous to attempt if you don't know what you're doing. Um, You really, really have to study this and practice it very well. And you usually need a control um, to be with you. Uh, It's usually not recommended you do this alone. Basically, um, you go into a trance and you let a spirit inhabit your body in order to give messages. So the spirit takes over your body and they often will actually change uh, uh, facial mannerisms. They'll really look like that person. And during that time, the medium is not aware at all what's going on. Um, while the spirit is talking. Uh, The medium is taking backstage. Um, Now what I mean by control person is is important is because you need someone to kick the spirit out afterwards. Um, That's why it's very dangerous work to do. And it takes years, years of studying and practicing um, to do that kind of work and uh, not Every medium has the ability, actually, to do it. I have a very, very good friend of mine who um, who does that, and she actually asked me if I would stand in as a control uh, for her uh, sometime. And I really had to think about it, and then I said yes um, because that's how she was taught by her mentor, and um, she's pagan, we can and works with uh, uh, Norse goddesses, completely different out of my realm, you know, Yeah. Um, but she's also Italian. We have tons of things in common and, uh, you know, we've done mediumship mediumship work together and we get get along like a house on fire when we work together. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's,
1: That's insane.
2: It is insane. And that's, that's, to me, that's, that's scary as, you know, all heck. <laughs> how,
1: I mean, how, how, how is that different from, from possession? To me, and, 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 I, and, and I don't mean to be rude or disrespectful, that's not my intent. Uh, because yeah. as possession, you know, as an exorcist, many times we deal with, you know, these alien beings that come and inhabit your body after torments after torments, after beating, after beating. But generally speaking, once, you know, the possession, the subjugation, uh, the infestation, the manifestation happens, then it comes, you know, the oppression and then the possession. You know, how is that different or, or is, are those different things?
2: Well, it's because usually um, the spirit or the god or goddess or whoever you work with is usually a a positive, uh, spirit, um, like my friend, um, would actually let the particular goddess she was working with take over, um, and this is someone she, you know, worshipped or had a connection with, um, so she was comfortable doing that because this, this was someone positive in her life to begin with, um. I don't, know, I don't know the specifics of what spirits Sarah works with. I just know uh, what a trans medium is. Um, and actually, if you look at the history of mediumship, that's how it started. That's how me- mediums were all full trans mediums at the beginning. You know, um, that's how it began, the whole movement. They were full trans mediums. And I, it I, had X. Ex- And they'd have ectoplasm, ectoplasm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of their mouths. Yeah, yeah, that's how it began. And the spiritualist movement was um, all behind that, you know. Um, I really admire spiritualist churches. I honestly was really considering um, joining one. I'm still considering joining one. So, I, you know, I pick Sarah's brain once in a while about it. Because well, uh, I like that, it. I like it. That's, yeah. that's
1: beautiful. You know, and when you put things into perspective as well, you know, it's like when, when you're praying in church and you ask the Holy Spirit to come to you. And, you know, you start talking in tongues and there's the gift of prophecy and there's all these different di- uh, things. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the actual Holy Spirit. So I, I can see now... How that uh, is connected in a sense, because I think someone just said is with possessions are are without consent and channeling is different. So I I guess I guess that makes a lot more sense. Um, But also, Tiffany, possessions most of the time uh, are consents. That's why you get all of these different beatings. And unfortunately, after the beating takes place, the individual gives in. And they also allow the entity to take full possession over the body. But yeah. I, I, you know, channeling is a little different. Uh, I think we lost Dalton because he um, he was having some communication issues. Oh. But I, I wanted to I wanted to touch on on something, and we're going to get on the, we're going to get with the questions here soon. But I wanted to touch on, on a point which I think uh, people need to know about. And and you know, we've worked and we've and we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Tell us more about how you work with missing person cases and like what you've worked on, you know, how does that work? What is it? Uh, I know you work with missing persons or you try to locate these people. Can you give us a little more insight of that gift that you have and how long you've had disability or you've done this type of work?
2: Sure, Um, to be honest, that's kind of why I wanted to get into mediumship is to work with uh, missing people or people who had been murdered Uh, to bring peace to families and peace to the souls um, who, you know, had gone through these dramas. Um, As a paranormal investigator, um, uh, me and my partner, Patrick Zakam, he was my mentor over the years. I really learned a lot about investigating from him. Um, We became fascinated with certain local cases, like missing children or uh, murdered people. And uh, we would do research, you know, really deep research and see if we could tune in, um, you know, and pick up anything. Um, and um, when I was studying, my teacher actually brought in a, a real client of uh, a girl who had been murdered. And uh, our whole class worked on, on this um, case. And, uh, I had a very interesting experience with her. She was a medium herself, this murdered woman, which made it quite interesting. Um, but she showed up in my apartment, um, hours before I was going to class to find out about the case. So the strange female voice starts to talk to me while I'm alone in my apartment and, uh, I'm, I start getting angry. I'm like, who are you? What are you doing here? Because only my family is allowed in here. Um, and, I, and, I, and I said, what did I say to spirit? I said, don't speak to me out loud in a physical voice. Pick another way. You, I'm okay with you talking, uh, you, you know, communicating with me, but pick another way to express yourself, you know, because I'm, I'm open to it, no problem. But uh, I find it too startling sometimes. So you physically hear something, especially when it's <laughs> a woman. I, I, she sounded in her 20s. And I'm like, this is nobody I know. You yeah. know, then I show up in class. And sure enough, she's the one that my teacher's talking about. Wow. And she showed up before in my apartment, which is wow. You know, I can't explain that. And then we're channeling as a group. Sure enough, I saw her and she was smiling and gave me a thumbs up and was communicating with me um, without using a physical voice. She was showing me scenes of what happened to her. I saw the physical struggle, all kinds of stuff. And all all of us saw different things. And, uh, oh, one of my friends actually physically experienced the beating that this girl uh, took. My oh. friend ended up, she ended up with bruises all over her stomach, like serious black and blue all over her, you know? Wow. Uh, and I was like, oh boy, you need to put some boundaries there. Um, wow. And, you know, she was like doubled over in class. Like, oh, I'm just getting beaten up, you know? And meanwhile, I am, I am witnessing The beating from a distance when I'm watching a scene develop because my boundaries were solid as a rock, you know, so I'm watching it from a distance and getting a good look at the guy's face
1: and so on. Wow, that's 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 crazy, Um, because, you know, here's the thing, you know, a coincidence actually was one of the questions was going to lead to is, you know, King asked, do you use any tools to communicate or just yourself? And it sounds like you are the vessel. You are the tools. I mean, but do you use any alternative methods of communicating with spirit or with with uh, spirits? I'm sorry, because I believe there is a distinguish. Just, uh, there's a difference between with spirit and with spirits, correct? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Because <laughs> I, I hear a lot of mediums say, well, you know, my spirit guides tell me this. But then, you know, I guess you communicate with your spirit guides, but then there's all. Also, I'm, commuting, I'm communicating with spirits or I'm communicating with spirit. And I think with spirit, uh, from what I ascertain and surmise, is people's uh, guides. Is there a difference in that? You know, communicating with spirits and communicating with your spirit guides. What's, oh. Uh, okay. Uh,
2: the, there is a similarity because it's, it's still channeling, really. Okay. Um, it's just the way you connect is very different. Um, To speak with my guides, I have to really raise my vibration, like, big time, um, because their energy is so positive and high. um, I really have to clear myself, clear my chakras, uh, make sure I'm in a good place. Um, I I use certain pieces of music, which I really love. Um, I have particular... um, Uh, songs from an Indian album um, that I use um, that really get me instantly into a deep trance. And Mm -hmm. uh, I have an easier time of connecting with that. Um, When you you use the same pieces of music over and over and over, like a a zillion times, um, it's fast, it's easier and easier to go into a deep
1: trance um, that way.
2: I really like sound meditation too
1: I, I agree with you because, you know that's another coincidence uh, that's another commonality that we have uh, not a lot of people know but before I ever do a case before I meet with my team I listen to Hebrew messianic music and I mu- and I listen to music of uh, the Shafar I listen to the, to the you know, to the ram's horn and nice. I, and I use that to pray I use uh, certain things uh, I use Gregorian chants when I do the Rosary and so okay. that helps for. Per- and that helps prepare me for my cases, uh, which is I wanted to talk to you because I've got three demonic cases right now. And another one just came in. And these are all women that are suffering from these alleged attacks. And yeah. so and I, Tiffany, Tiffany, she's uh, she's one of my uh, she's one of our team members. She's my big sister. I love her to death. And uh, she's working on a case right now. And now that you talk about all these different things, I'm wondering, you know, obviously there's got to be the physical and mental evaluation. But a lot of these clients, these four women, are suffering these types of attacks. So now I'm wondering, okay, is this really a demonic attack? Or, you know, now I have to ascertain, do these women have psychic abilities and they're just open and they're being attacked because they don't know how to control? What, what, what would be your advice? To
2: be honest, uh, I'll say the demonic particularly like to attack psychics. Okay. I don't know why, but I mean, um, like Sarah said once, uh, we do look like uh, li- lights in the darkness yeah. to all the spirit world, and uh, demons can't stand our light. Yeah. Uh, so they go after us. I've been attacked uh, many times when I'm working with clients, um, even when I'm working from a distance, you know. Um, When I was working with that client in China, uh, they had two problems going on. I could help them with the lesser one, but there was a demonic uh, attachment involved. And I was not in good shape. Even, you know, for me to work at all on the case was quite something. And I told the client, I'm I'm just going to do what I can. And I explained to her. Uh, the state of my health so I I took care of the lower thing which was an elemental that was just hanging around in her parking garage Uh it was really not that big a deal um, but th- there was a thing attached to her daughter and that was a big deal um, mm. it, it came with her from Canada and had been with her sometime and it did not like me looking at it, um, e- even just looking at it. Just the consideration of whether or not I should work with this. That was enough for me to get attacked. I was, oh, I was so sick for days just, just from looking at it. And uh, I had to tell the mom and the daughter, I am so sorry, but I, I just, I can't help you. And they were both mediums, and the mom was so understanding about it. And I, I felt bad, but I'm like, I just don't have the strength. I, I, uh, and I explained that I, you know, I, I did get an attack from it. And um, so I think psychics are, um, we are targets. So these women you're talking about, I think they're targeted because yeah. of psychics, um. Yeah, it's like it's like the case with uh, is it the Arnie Johnson case? Was oh yeah,
1: was it? One? no? Uh, Maurice Steriade, Arnie Johnson. Was it Maurice Steriade? No. No, or
2: no, Ar- no. There was one of the. I think one of the Conjuring books. Um, there was a mother in one of the stories, and the the mother was in a state of horrible health all her life.
1: Mm.
2: And a demon said at one point, she is mine, you know? And uh, that's why she was in bad health all her life, because yeah. this demon was... There was me- an
1: attachment on her. Yeah, there was that attachment. I, I, yeah. I, it was from the first Conjuring movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately, I, I, I am hoping that, you know, with these you know four different cases, that one just came out today. Uh, somebody just messaged me. I'm hoping that you know this is just all psychological illness and you know and that type of stuff. But one of these cases is pretty compelling, uh, and it's leading me to believe that there really is a strong demonic attachment. So let's just hope that you know we don't go into a place where she's levitating and spitting her head and spitting pee soup. No. Uh, but You know, and and that's and that's the thing with these cases, you know, with the foundation, you know, we do a lot of dark work. And so the important thing is to realize that you have to protect yourself and you have to know your boundaries. Uh, There was a couple of questions on here that I wanted to get on before we uh, close up the hour. I think someone asked, what are your thoughts on Starseeds? What are your thoughts Uh, on Starseeds? What are your thoughts on Starseeds? And do you still have workshops? Um.
2: I took a break from teaching, but I'm still very much interested in the material. Um, I teach angel communication workshops and mediumship mediumship development. Um, and mediumship development, um, I teach about the gifts, but I also teach alternate things like spirit guides and, um, uh a lot of them are elementals like uh fairy guides, tree guides, um mermaids. I even did a class on dragon guides, Ooh. which was so cool. Oh my gosh. Wow. It turns out they're they're really healers. Yeah. Their specialty is heal is healing. Um yeah, so uh you know, I branched out in that and um for a lot of people who are not uh, Christian, yeah, they're very much interested in those kind of classes. Uh, the angel communication, well, it's, you know, everybody comes to it. <laughs> and it, yeah. um, so, I, I, you know, I really enjoy that. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of doing something different and teaching in a different way, yeah. um, maybe for the foundation, actually. I was really thinking about that.
1: Well, we are going to be launching our Teachable soon. And for those of you that are interested, the Warren Legacy Foundation does have a Teachable class online. I think it is a free course on herbs. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, I am actually trying to get to the questions, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the chat is jumping. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Go for let's it. see. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Sorry, I was just blocking. No no, no, it's okay. this is good. you know I'm just trying to get I'm trying to catch up with the questions right now. Uh, you know, this little chat room just it blows up, and so <laughs> oh uh, what does what does Aurora think about locations that don't want spirits crossed over? That is an then, interesting one. and yeah. then the other one, and then the other one is, what advice do you have when dealing with a vortex or spirit uh, a vortex or portal? That one is from George.
2: <laughs> oh okay, good, two good, very good questions uh yeah, so I investigated a few times at a place where they didn't want their spirits crossed over. They liked them, they liked them hanging out there and uh and they weren't bad spirits at all. they were a very nice ones um, mm, honestly, not every spirit wants to cross over, um, and it's not unusual for people to say no, I like the I like the spirits uh, hanging out here you know like one time i had these two (laughs) two university um girls um who liked the spirit that was hanging out in their apartment because she was giving them dating advice (laughs) (laughs) she she was like a mother like a a maternal figure she was older yeah and uh And she was giving them good uh, dating advice, you know, like uh, giving them hints, like don't take this guy and uh, preventing them from going on the date. So they're like, oh, we love her. She's a sweetheart. (laughs) Um, So sometimes, you know, they're symbiotic and they're happy to be together. Um, So you kind of have to ask permission of the place of like, oh, you know, can I cross them over or not? um, so that could be tricky.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, and I and I, I have a different view on that. And yeah, for me, that goes against like with paranormal tourism. Um, uh, you know, I, I feel like, especially with the, with the Warren foundation and, uh, look, these are just my opinions and I'm not saying if you do it a different way, it's wrong. What I'm saying is, uh, for me, I, I'm not big on paranormal tourism. I'm, I'm not big on, on places where you go in, you can investigate, but there's a clause that says you can't cross any spirits over you know to me that's rude and disrespectful because it seems that there are spirits there that may need some help but yet you're keeping them there you know so now you have these spirits that are supposed to be performing like animals at a zoo so i mm-hmm. have a little bit i have mixed feelings about that I, I do believe that you know there are spirits where you know they they may they may choose to stay you know out of you know their stubbornness because you know ghosts do have free will you know or spirits yeah. spirits but it, but I, I do think that if, if your sole purpose is just to torment and taunt these poor spirits and you don't want them cross over because it's your financial gain, that's where I have the issue. Uh, but, you know, once again, everybody does does their own thing. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and judge you. Uh, but what I will say is just be really careful with that, because I do believe that too much financial freedom at the cost of these spirits who are lost and who are hurt and need to be crossed over i think there will be repercussions and i don't necessarily believe in karma i don't because i'm christian and, and i believe in you know in 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 faith and and things happen because that's just a natural occurrence but eventually i do think that there will be repercussions towards the end uh with this type of stuff
2: uh i agree with that um but you know um they're not performing monkeys uh spirits will choose whether they show up or not and if they're not pleased you're not going to get a peep out of them so um they're not going to make any money (laughs) (laughs) people are going to show up and there's nothing that happens um i ran a a group that was open to the public to come with us on investigations and sometimes we would be there all night and nothing, yeah. you know, and people were all disappointed. And Patrick and I are like, well, listen, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not like clowns. Like, you know, we asked them to, like, jump around for you. Ooh. Yeah. You yeah. know, they show up if they want to. And if
1: they don't like the vibe,
2: they're not going to show up it's up to them it's up to them you know well that's good uh, to know
1: that's 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 really good to know and 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 see i i can admire that i i just for me still for me my my personal belief is that there are re- that there are people that all these although these spirits may come and go as they choose i do think that i have seen some people that are really nasty about it they have really bad intentions when it comes to you know the paranormal tourism aside, and it's it, and mm-hmm. and for them it's not it's for them it's just about money, and they don't care about anything else. Uh, I, I do know a couple of people that have their own haunted locations, but they're like, look, you know, be nice, be respectful, don't be disrespectful, talk to the spirits a yeah. certain way, and don't antagonize them. See that oh, I wow. can that that you know I think is is a lovely thing, as opposed to other people, you know, for example, i.e. the Conjuring House. You know, you can go in and use a Ouija board and conjure things up and talk to them however you want. And then you wonder why you're going to get attacked at the end. You wonder why, you know, Corey and his wife, you know, are going through marital problems. You know, we actually had a foundation member that used to be part of the foundation. And because I said this, she got upset and she left the foundation and she completely blocked me. You know, 22 year old female psychic with no gifts, you know, with with some gifts but who was cocky and arrogant, but I gave, my, I gave an opinion, you know, that reflected the foundation, and she didn't like it, you know, and, and so unfortunately, I'm just going to give my opinions on how I see it, and well, you know, there are repercussions, you, you, like we say in the military, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, but uh-huh. unfortunately, it is 8.01 p.m., and no. uh, we've it's- got, well... No, we got, no, we got some time. No, we got some time. We can go over. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got some time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay. have you, have you ever dealt with uh, a native burial ground native American burial ground? It has
2: come up a couple of times actually. Um, there's one I keep wanting to go back to. Um, and it, there's this, it, it's, it's very strange. Um, It's it's very strange, (laughs) like the story connected to this. Um, I had mentioned uh, the story about this old courthouse, you know, uh, where they allow you to bring a paranormal team to investigate and in the great manner and so on. Uh, But to me, one of the most fascinating things is actually across the street from it. And people don't go investigate there. And I don't know why. And I have like this, like I want to bring this thing up as a cause and I keep asking questions and it's just strange, nobody dealing with it. So across the street were three, three burial grounds, a native burial ground, a pet burial ground and um, a Christian burial ground. Um, The Christian burial ground got... um, it got a uh, place elsewhere, you know. They, they had been doing a dig, and they accidentally found these burial grounds there. And they identified the different kinds of remains. Um, so the Christians were moved. The natives were, remained there out of respect. Yeah. Uh, the pets, I don't think anybody cared about. Um, But the weird thing, this is very strange, is that no Native local group claimed these Native ancestors. And, you know, um, Native groups are very quick to claim sacred ground. Yeah. And nobody um, in the areas at all um, are claiming these people. And. You know, when you, you go there, you can get a tour, and they have a, a genuine historian who knows the history of all the tribes in the local area. And he explains how they came, where how they, you know where they the different tribes were, how they came through the river, all of it. So he's quite knowledgeable about all the tribes. They named them all. Um, so they investigated, you know, they looked into it, they contacted every single tribe um, that everyone knew about, and every single tribe said, nope, it's not our people. No, it's not our people. Um, so I always wanted to do an investigation, go back and you know, maybe sit on the ground and talk to these spirits and see what they have to say. And every time I go back, I always forget. I don't know why. I always forget to investigate the cemetery. You know, you don't see anything there. There's only like they put up this little marker, um, you know, with a picture that you can read that that tells you it's a sacred ground. There are people buried there and so on. That's all there is. All you see Mm. is flat grass and nobody's doing anything about this.
1: Mm.
2: And, um, I really like the guy who used to work there his mom uh, owned the building and he uh did the tours and so on but now she sold it and uh a whole bunch of other people are, are running the business um, mm-hmm. but i kept asking him from time to time any news like any latest and he's like no 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 you know and i'm like But somebody has to claim these poor people. Why doesn't somebody try connecting to them, you know? But the place is, you know, a bit far from me. You really need a car to get all the way down there. And I don't drive. Um, So it's it's not a place I can get get to very often. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's an amazing place to go investigate. There's just so much stuff going on. but, yeah, there are a lot of spirits in there that, that don't want to cross over. And one of the most famous ones um, is a military deserter who is stuck in the attic. And um, I finally got a chance to meet him the last time I went there. And uh, he, he looks like he's dressed up kind of like Che Guevara, you know? Okay. <laughs> that kind of camouflage
1: look. Yeah. And
2: I saw him and a Japanese medium also uh, saw him and I didn't say what he was wearing. And she went, yeah, yeah. Che Guevara. That's what you're talking about. Right. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what he looks like, (laughs) you know, but he was hiding from me and he kept like going further in the corner. He didn't want to talk to me uh, because he, he felt so ashamed for uh, deserting the, uh, the army. And I'm like, why would you go hide in the attic of a courthouse? Oh, <laughs> places. That does not make any sense to me. But they found his remains in the attic, you know? Yeah. And there were signs of a struggle uh, that maybe there was a man who came up and, you know, maybe they fought over a little money that one of them might have had.
0: Uh.
2: Like that's how he died he was discovered by someone else but uh, he'd been like sleeping there for a while and i think well i'm like that's the dumbest <laughs> <hiding> <laughs> space you could have
1: when you're drunk i guess right maybe it's a it was a drunken brawl and uh you know he, he ended he ended up playing uh you know i i i can't well you know when i was in the marines i i could tell you uh a couple of times, I woke up in a couple of stupid places. So, <laughs> it's a long time ago, though.
2: <laughs> I had so much compassion for him, and I was like, I was talking to him in French, and I was like, uh, "Please, I just want to talk to you. I know you feel bad, and and like, there's no reason to feel bad anymore. That was a long time ago. Uh, he didn't even want to hear it. He, he like, he like hid himself. There's like all this junk in the attic. <laughs> I mean, they really are not taking care of it. It's a typical attic, with all the junk you can imagine, like all the Christmas decorations, all kinds of things in there. And, yeah. you know, you have to kind of like meander around, you know, stuff. Yeah. And so oh. he just ducked, ducked behind uh materials and whatnot. He didn't want to be seen. So, like, I, I can't force him to uh,
1: cross over into the light if he doesn't want to. Yeah, yes, stop. I will yeah oh stubborn stubbornness well what i think uh right now is we're going to end up closing with that story oh thank you so much for being on the show i definitely want to get you back on uh and then i think what we should do is just a segment of just your stories not even questions (laughs) just stories and then we'll get to the questions You know, uh, it's well, like I would I would keep on going, but, uh, you know, got to save the airspace for any other shows that we've got going on. Uh, uh, Dalton, unfortunately, ended up losing connection. He's in Alabama, so uh, there was a storm coming his way, so he oh. wasn't uh, mm-hmm. able to stay on. But Aurora, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you anybody, enjoyed it. If,
0: I, I loved it. Enjoyed.
1: I loved it. No, it was great. It was fun. <laughs> and if I didn't get to your questions, you know, feel free <laughs> to private message me or private message Aurora. Maybe she yeah. can go ahead and, you know, answer these yeah. questions. But, But I would definitely, I am definitely going to bring you back on the show because (laughs) I want to talk about more stuff, uh, more different things. Uh, uh, I think the next show, you know, I want to bring you back on, hopefully in a few months. We're going to talk about maybe some darker stuff, you know, demonic possession, demonic infestation uh, stages of uh, of possession, you know, how as a medium you would come in and, and do a cleansing, how you protect yourself, that type of stuff. But thank you so much, everyone, for. Yeah. Uh, tuning in it was a great it was it was it's always great talking to you i get a little giggity i get a little giggity but thank you so much y'all <laughs> have a good night all right thank you for tuning thank in you. to the dark and see you uh in two weeks everyone thank
2: you for inviting me anytime thanks everybody for tuning in <laughs> thanks everybody if i
1: didn't get to your questions i'm so sorry <laughs> thank you
2: yeah.
1: you're awesome <laughs> <laughs>